This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Shanae Ogumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Weekend of October is upon us. Several huge conference games on the schedule with playoff implications on the line. Welcome back to Prospects 101, the show where we break down football prospects from all levels. High school prospects, college transfers, college recruiting, NFL prospects, and the NFL draft. As always, Prospects 101 is brought to you by Blue Wire Pods and Bet Online. Remember, you can always interact with the show on social media. That's at Prospects 101 Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Here to preview Week 9 from a prospect's perspective. As always, I'm joined by Kenny Keller and Brandon Pastel. What's up, fellas? What's up, dude? Big-time weekend. It's a Halloween weekend. I bet there's going to be some some spooky storylines to come out of this weekend's uh, college slate of games. I'm extremely excited to see what happens. Spooky season. I love it. Spooky season. Somebody's season is about to get spooked, though. That's what I can tell you. And I guarantee you there's going to be some players that ghost this weekend, too. I mean, that's, that's, ooh, man, we got a real nice play on words here. I like that. (laughs) Nice pun there, Pastel. Nice pun there, Pastel. It's pretty sweet, huh? There we go. Uh, well, let's get right into it, guys. Want to kind of cover some big news, uh, that the week before we get into our game day radar. Biggest news of the week, though, we knew the Big Ten was on thin ice coming in with the amount of games that they had. And sure enough, a breakout in the Wisconsin football team led to the Wisconsin-Nebraska game being canceled. Unfortunate as Wisconsin had a huge game against Illinois last week. Thought they'd found their quarterback of the future. Unfortunately, we would not get to see them this week. Fellas, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, it's tough. We knew we knew they didn't have a very big margin of error, and this doesn't necessarily sink Wisconsin's playoff hopes, but losing a game definitely creates another opportunity. It creates less of a chance for a mulligan for them. Uh, not that they really had one anyway, but this officially eliminates the mulligan, in my opinion. And it sinks because this was a very winnable game for them. You know, even with the fourth-string quarterback, I just think talent for talent throughout the whole roster was a lot more talented than Nebraska's. And I, I, they just lost a winnable game, in my opinion. 
Yeah, and again, the biggest thing with fans coming out of this is going to be the 21-day policy that it, when you test positive, you have to be out for 21 days. Uh, so that's going to be the biggest thing. You're going to be curious to see if the Big, Big Ten changes that policy with updated news and data, uh, scientific data that's you know, shown that some of these things with the coronavirus aren't as serious what they're talking about is with the heart and everything to where they don't think they needed 21 days, which is why you don't see it with any of the conference. So I will be curious to see if they back off on that or if they just uh, continue for the rest of the season, make it mandate in the 21 day uh, policy of once you test positive, you have to be out for that time frame. I also feel bad for Nebraska. This is probably going to be their only win of the year, assuming that Wisconsin was down to their fifth string quarterback. And if they were, Kenny, what do you think the spread would have been on that game? If Wisconsin was, down to like their fourth or fifth string quarterback so the spread never really deviated that much like they were still a three I think they were like a three and a half point favorite with with the news that they're possibly gonna be playing with their fourth string quarterback so I don't think Vegas really likes Nebraska that much and you know what honestly how how many years has it been that Wisconsin's basically had a cardboard cutout at quarterback anyway. Like, I don't think it really matters who's a quarterback. They're just going to run the football at you and win. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah, good that's point. yeah, yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, they probably would have won the game anyways. But just, you know, like we said, guys, coming in, Big Ten's on thin ice as far as getting a team into the college football playoff. And Wisconsin generally wins the West. And with a game canceled, um, could see their college football playoff dreams dashed with the COVID coronavirus. So uh, other big news this week, Trevor Lawrence uh, in an interview, a rare interview, by the way, that somebody's asked this and, and that they're super upfront about it, but said that there is a possibility and there's a chance that he comes back to Clemson. He said the mindset this coming into the season was that this was probably it for him, but he said, you know what? You know, it's kind of come back in my mind that I may want to come back. So what are your thoughts about what he came out and said in the media this week? Well, I think the biggest thing was, one, that he was always set on going to the NFL, and now he's leaving the door open, which means he's having a change of heart, which shows why. Like, why? There's only one factor in this right now, and that's because the Jets have the top overall pick, and the Jets are extremely, extremely bad. They're not they're – not, because everyone's like, well, the number one team's always going to be bad. They are, but they're not always this bad. So for Trevor Lawrence to say he might come back, I believe him. And for everyone that says that's a stupid move, I think I don't think that's as dumb as what people think it is. I think no matter what, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence will always be a top five pick unless something incredibly bad happens. Like I'm not even talking broken leg. I'm not even talking about breaking your hip like Tua did and still got picked fifth overall. I'm talking you would have to pretty much amputate one of his arms for him not to be picked in the top five, probably in the top three, and I don't care what year it is. Uh, so I think his, his stock is pretty much untouchable. Even if he breaks and tears whatever part of his body, I think he's still going to be top five pick. So if he wants to sit out a year and go to a better situation, which I would argue 31 other teams are a better situation than the Jets <laughs> at this point and probably will be for the next three years, then I think it's kind of a smart move because we have seen teams like that take a top-quality quarterback, a.k.a. Sam Darnold, and completely ruin his career already. Completely, like I don't even think he gets a second contract worth of crap until he can prove that he can play, and that's because the Jets killed his career. So if I'm Trevor Lawrence, look, no way. Look, yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, he doesn't probably have a ton to lose by going back. Like, I, I do agree with a little bit with that premise. I think there's some risk. I mean, it's not risk-free, but uh, I do agree with that premise that, you know, as long as he stays relatively health, healthy, he, he's not going to lose anything from 2021 to 2022 in terms of his draft stock. But that being said, I think if I were him, I would just declare – 
especially if I make it through this season healthy and I win another championship or a Heisman, I would just declare and say, hey, uh, I would pull an Eli Manning. Don't draft me, Jets, because I am not going to play with you. I am not going to sign a friend. I'm not going to sign a contract with you if you draft me. And remember, Eli did that with the Chargers. The Chargers drafted him number one and then traded him to the Giants, who had drafted Phillip Rivers, and they swapped quarterbacks. I would do the same thing if I'm Trevor Lawrence. I would just say, hey, I don't want to, I will not, I will not play for you, New York Jets. Do not draft me. And if you draft me, I will sit out. Yeah, he certainly runs a lot of risk by not coming back or, or by, by coming back. I'm not saying it's a it, it's a dumb decision uh, if he does do it, but he does run the risk. I mean, you know, he's not, you know, he, he he's not a god at this point, right? I mean, he's a really really good player, one of the best quarterback prospects to come out in a long time. But all it takes is a torn labrum. All it takes is a is a a, a, ro- a rotator cuff tear to where that right arm is not as good as it looks right now. Um, and and at Clemson, they run them a lot. I mean, you never know what happens with the legs. And I, I, I get it, the Jets. I think it's 50-50. I, I would, if I were him, I would declare and demand a trade um, personally. But I, I think it also could depend on who the Jets hire as head coach. That's, you know, Adam Gase. There's no way – that I would go to the Jets and be he's anywhere near that. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he's going to get fired, but oh, we'll see who they bring in. But quick, quick question. If they win a national championship this year, Clemson that is, is it a better chance he returns or is it a better chance he goes out because of the championship? Goes. I think if he wins a, a championship and a Heisman, he goes. See, yeah, I would I argue he might be chasing the best player ever in college football if he wins a Heisman and championship. If he stayed one more year and did it again, we'd be talking about the best quarterback ever. Maybe. I mean, yeah, he's already I mean, borderline that now, so yeah. I'm talking about like accolade wise as well. Yeah, yeah. Like said, yeah maybe something sure. he maybe something he wants. He's already he already I, won one championship. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's two and a Heisman. So he would, yeah, I mean, he would be going for three championships and two Heisman's on yeah. in that scenario. Which if he does, if that happened, yeah, he would be the greatest player of all time. It wouldn't be a a, a debate. Yeah. All right, guys, let's get into some week nine. Let's cover some prospects that, that we're excited to see. I'll cover three that really stand out for me. First, Tyshawn Fogg, uh, linebacker out of Rutgers. Uh, they play Indiana, but, guys, he was all over the field last week for the Scarlet Knights. 14 total tackles, two tackle for losses, uh, 6'1", 230 senior. I think if he replicates that performance this week and most of the performances throughout um, you know, the season end up like what he did last week. He'll be first team all Big Ten and certainly get a lot of looks in the NFL draft. Third, uh, second guy uh, probably has the best big name or uh, the, the best name in the Big Ten. That's Tough Borland, linebacker at Ohio State. Five tackles last week, pretty pedestrian, had a couple of nice plays behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, but he needs a big week to really shut down Penn State's running game and to make them one-dimensional. So I'd like to see what Tough Borland does against a really good Penn State offensive line and a pretty talented offensive uh, arsenal that uh, the Nittany Lions have. Let's see if Tough Borland can really live up to his name. Third guy is really the guy that makes the Texas A&M offense go. That's Isaiah Spiller. He's been absolutely electric all year. 6.7 yards per carry, four touchdowns. They play Arkansas this week. Arkansas has really played everyone tough. So I'd like to see what Spiller can do in a big game. As I think Arkansas could sneakily make this thing close. But I'd like to see if Spiller can take it over here in the second half and really be the best offensive player on the field. 
So what do you think, Pasto? Who are four guys that really stand out to you? Well, you talk about Tuff Borland being a, a linebacker for Ohio State and one of the best defenders on that team. Well, on the other side of the ball, on the other team, is Pat Fryermuth, a guy I'm going to keep my eye on, and a guy that's probably going to be covered by Tuff Borland occasionally. And that's, again, Pat Fryermuth, tight end for Penn State. He caught seven balls for 60 yards last week with a touchdown. He's probably the best player on that Penn State offense, so he's going to have to have a career game for them to really, you know, compete with Ohio State. And have, if they want to pull the upset, it might go through Pat Fryermuth, which is crazy as that sounds, but he's this, that dynamic and really probably the second best tight end in college football. The next guy is Samuel uh, Cosby, the offensive tackle from Texas. He's had a pretty good year this year. He's given up two uh, sacks with three pressures, but outside of those three plays, he's grading out to be one of his best seasons in college football, which is propelling him to be in the first round, but he's playing – Number six, Oklahoma State, with a pretty stout defense they have over there. So I'm extremely to see, excited to see how he does in protection, not only pass protection, but in run, run, run protection and see what he can do in the ground game there because I feel like Texas hasn't really established the running game to the, the extent they want to. So that's one of some things I want to see with Sam Cosme. The next guy is Darius Stills, the defensive tackle from West Virginia. This guy is not only extremely productive from a stat standpoint with four sacks, multiple pressures, QB pressures, QB hits. Um, he's also extremely athletic. If you saw him have that crazy uh, interception, I think I believe it was Can- uh, Kansas, yeah, Kansas Jayhawks. I mean, this dude was laid out and caught the ball. I mean, this guy looked like a defensive back playing defensive tackle. It just goes to show his athleticism at that spot. I think he is making a name for himself right now and really jumping out on uh, prospects or you know NFL scouts and their boards. The last guy I want to mention is a Brian Goodson, the defensive tackle from Memphis. He's been all over uh, teams this year, not only in rush defense but you know also getting pressures after the quarterback so they're playing Memphis is playing Cincinnati this week obviously Cincinnati's number seven team in the nation this is absolutely you know could be upset city and it could start with a guy like this on defense to make Cincinnati's offense one-dimensional and that would really put a damper on what Cincinnati wants to do and how they want to attack uh, Memphis so I'm looking out for a guy O'Brien Goodson on the defensive line Kenny how about you yeah I'm gonna stick with on the defensive side of things I love Derek Parrish the edge rusher for Houston, and he's playing UCF this week. Guys, he's the number one rated edge rusher from a pass rush perspective on pro football focus right now. And look, what's UCF do on offense? They get in the rhythm, and they start just rolling downhill against opponents, throwing the football. Dylan Gabriel might be the best momentum thrower in all of college football. Once he gets in a rhythm, it's game over. They just continue to pile on the points. And the one way to stop a quarterback getting a rhythm rhythm is having an elite pass rusher. And Derek Parrish is looking like that so far. So he really needs to get in the face of, of UCF quarterback Dylan Gabriel, needs to pressure him because Houston's going to score points, but they need someone on their de- defense to step up. And I think that guy is Derek Parrish. Another guy that's got me excited switching over to the offensive side of the football is Kenneth Walker III, running back for Wake Forest. Syracuse is one of the worst rush defenses in all of college football, and, and Wake Forest has one of the best rush offenses in all of college football. That might sound redundant. You're like, well, it's the best rush offense going against one of the worst rush defenses. Why is he uh, one of your playmates? Why is he one of your guys to keep an eye on? My, my reason to keep an eye on him is because this is what a, kind of a turning point for Wake Forest. This is one of those games where they're expected to win and that they need to win to make themselves really – to put themselves on a path for bowl eligibility, but to also salvage a season that was looking lost a couple weeks ago. So Kenneth Walker III, he's top five in rushing touchdowns. He's top 20 in rushing yards. I think he could have a big, big game against this Syracuse defense. My next guy to keep an eye on is Peyton Ramsey, quarterback at Northwestern. They're playing Iowa. Look, Northwestern steamrolled Maryland. And 
that might not seem like a big deal, but Northwestern isn't your typical Big Ten power. And Big Ten teams that are really, really good beat the Maryland's of the world 45-3 to like Northwestern did last week. Look, guys, Peyton Ramsey's a good quarterback. He's a big reason why, why Indiana had as much success as they did last year. He, he averaged 8.2 yards in attempt last season, 68% completion percentage, had a really good touchdown to interception ratio, and he looked like that quarterback the first week of the season. I want to see if he can continue it against you know, what's historically a good Iowa team. I was the king of winning nine wins a year, nine games a year. And, and in order to take the next step of the Big Ten to the next echelon, Northwestern needs Peyton Ramsey to continue to play like he has and to beat an Iowa team that is beatable. And if they win, it's a big step forward for Northwestern. My next guy I'm excited about is Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle, right tackle for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Look, let's face it. They are a dynamic offense, but it, it really they really want to establish the running game. That's where their that's where their bread and butter is at with Chuba Hubbard. And Tevin Jenkins is the fourth highest run blocking graded tight end in co- or right tackle in college football according to Pro Football Focus. And look, Texas has a good offense, and the key to winning this game is keeping the ball out of Sam Ellinger's hands. And the way you do that is by establishing the run getting Chuba Hubbard going, which they haven't really done well this year unless they've been running to the right side of the football, and that's behind Tevin Jenkins. So I think in order for them to win this game and continue staying undefeated is to keep the ball and limit the opportunities Texas has on offense, and that's running the ball behind the right side of the offense behind Tevin Jenkins. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Okay, I, know, I, know it, I know it sucks, man, but let's go. Betting segment. I know you went two and three last week. What do you got, what do you got for us this week? Yeah, you know, me, the games that really jumped out to me, the first one was LSU at Auburn. LSU's laying three points. I'm taking LSU in the points. It looks like they've gotten that defense kind of under control. They looked a lot better last week. And what's the best medicine for a bad defense? Playing the quarterback at Auburn known as Bo Picks. I'm sorry, Bo Picks. We don't Uh, mention him on the show, remember? Oh, that's right. Sorry, the quarterback at Auburn. Uh, my next my next game is Michigan State at Michigan. I'm taking the over 53 and a half points. I think Michigan State will score enough 
to to hit the over. Um, but I think Michigan wins big. Their offense looks a lot better this year under Josh Gaddis, and I like Joe Milton, their quarterback. The next game, Western Kentucky at BYU. BYU is laying 28 and a half points. I'm taking BYU in the points. Western Kentucky was very lucky to beat Tennessee Chattanooga 13 to 10 last week. This game is not even going to be close. My next game is North Dakota or is Notre Dame at Georgia Tech. Notre Dame is laying 19 and a half points. I'm taking Notre Dame. I think they're going to win big. And my last game is Charlotte at Duke. Charlotte is a nine and a half point underdog. I'm taking Charlotte and the points, and I would not be surprised if they actually won straight up. Wow, that would be a massive win for the Will Healy-led Charlotte 49ers. All right, let me get into my, uh, some of my picks. I am 13-10 and 10 overall. Winning percentage, I'm closely creeping up on Pastel. Went 3-1 and one last week with Louisville, FAU covering, UNC, NC State hitting the over. Uh, the only loser was West Virginia losing. I had them at minus four. Um, got five big plays for everyone. One's a tingle play. I'll get that one to the last. But Penn State at Ohio State, um, I think going to Penn State with no fans is going to be a massive advantage for Ohio State. Uh, right now, they're 11.5-point favorites. I'm going to take the Bucks and the points. And Purdue, Illinois, Purdue is seven-point favorites, taking Purdue with the points on that one. Uh, Illinois is really bad, and, and I like to see Rondell Moore really have a breakout game here and, and, uh, and, and really start to, start to roll on that Purdue offense. Uh, Iowa Northwestern. Uh, Northwestern are two and a half point dogs. I'm actually uh, I'm actually taking Northwestern in the points here. I think Northwestern wins outright. So not a bad money play week. Uh, money play. Uh, I'm sorry, money line play this week. Uh, Louisville versus Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech three point favorites. I'm definitely taking Tech and the points. Louisville is terrible. I think Tech bounces back in a big way. They win by double digits and covering that three-point line. But my biggest play, my tingle play, guys, over under 48 points, TCU and Baylor. Both offenses have been absolutely atrocious. But I'm a big fan of the do theory for both offenses. <laughs> I think they get off the schneid. I can't see a – a Big 12 game totaling at 47. I'm definitely taking the over 48 here. I think both offenses somehow muster enough to hit that over 48 mark and win me some cash. I love the do theory. Like a team's do, overdue. But I don't love the winning percentage theory that Glessner is as good as me in betting because he has a winning percentage similar to mine when I've bet like 10 more games than him. That being said, I was 3-2 and two last week, 18-13 and 13 and 1 overall, 2-2 two and two in my money line picks. Uh, this week, I got five games for you that I think are going to win you some money, and that's Minnesota versus Maryland at Maryland. Uh, Maryland is plus 20, and I'm going to take Minnesota. I think Minnesota covers that. I don't think Maryland is going to score more than seven points, even on a crappy Minnesota defense team. The University of Georgia are play is playing at Kentucky. The over-under on that game currently is 42.5. I am taking the under. My prediction for that game is probably a 28 uh, Georgia to 7 Kentucky type of game. It won't be very close, but it won't be very high scoring as well. UCF is minus 2.5 at Houston. I'm taking UCF. I think they get their act back together. They've been upset and embarrassed a few times this, this year, but I don't think Houston is going to continue that trend against UCF. My next game is LSU minus three versus Auburn. I'm with you, Kenny. I'm taking LSU, and I'm also taking the refs not mess it up this week as much as they have for the last few weeks. 
My last pick of the week is Ohio State minus 11.5 versus Penn State. I am taking Penn State. I am taking Pat Fryermuth. I am taking Devin Ford. I am taking Clifford. Wow. I am taking all these players to just not lay an egg and prove that they are dudes, prove that they were four- and five-star prospects and that they can hang and compete with a team like Ohio State after all the preparation. Because let's be honest, they prepared for Ohio State when they probably – necessarily weren't supposed to two weeks ago, just kind of looking ahead above uh, Indiana. So I've got Penn State covering my last one, money line pick of the week. I've got Arkansas and that defense that is stepping up big time this year, and I got them uh, taking down Texas A&M. Even though Texas A&M is a 12.5 uh, favorite, I'm taking Arkansas money line. Wow. I, I actually like that money line pick, though. I, Arkansas played really well. I, I wonder how much cash you could win on that. They should be three and one. It should beat Auburn, but they should, right. I mean, they're really a yeah. I mean, they're really a a bad call away from being three and one. But well, wouldn't be prospects one on one if we didn't talk any recruiting. Had a couple a couple big signings this week, but Paso, why don't you start off by telling us about Braylon Braxton, the three star quarterback uh, who signed with Tulsa. Yeah, big-time sign for Tulsa. Uh, Braylon Braxton, three-star quarterback, number 19 overall quarterback in the nation. Uh, he's six foot two, 200 pounds. He's the top uh, current recruit for Philip Montgomery in Tulsa. So really it's just a big-time recruit for Tulsa. I mean, obviously he's a top, what, top 600 player, not big for some other programs, but big-time for Tulsa. So it's good to see them continually uh, progressing in Tulsa's program there. The next guy, Jeremiah Williams, a, a four-star weak side defensive end, signs with Florida as a big-time get with him because you can play him outside linebacker. You can play him edge rusher. He can play it all over the field. He's just going to beat you with speed, speed, and speed. He's got to add some weight, but he's going to be okay. Christian Zachary, I mentioned him. He's a six foot three, two hundred fifty-five pound defensive end that signed with Liberty. Not only is this Liberty's best recruit, this guy had offers from Alabama, Arizona State, Colorado, and like ten other schools because he was a top four hundred player in the country. And he signs with Liberty, so it's crazy to see what Hugh Freeze is doing over there uh, with Liberty. The last guy to sign was Quincy McKinstry, five-star cornerback, uh, signs with Alabama, really propels Alabama to separate itself from Ohio State and be the number one team in the top uh, 10 ranking of 24-7 sports, just having the overall top recruiting class in college football, and it's not even close at this point. But going straight into decommitments, uh, Deshaun Page, this is the number 11 JUCO player in college football. He's the number one defensive end in JUCO, and he signs with Mississippi State after decommitting from not only Kansas State, and also Texas Tech before we signed with Mississippi State. So this is his Massive third team. red flags. Massive yeah, it's, just, it's his third flags. team in six months. Unbelievable. It's like it stinks. as soon as someone else offers him, he's going to sign with them probably. It's probably like who gives him the best hoodie, and he's going to sign with those guys. Um, what have you done for me lately? Yeah, one of those duffel bags you get with their school on. It's like, oh, yeah, free water bottle? I'll sign. Uh, Matthews Inglis, uh, three-star safety, decommits from Kansas State. Uh, all signs point that he's going to be committing to LSU here shortly. And then another guy that I want to mention, uh, Arizona State player, Caleb Banks, three-star uh, three strong side defensive end. I mentioned him because he is now the fifth player to decommit uh, over the last 10 days. So just I won't necessarily say red flags, but there's some type of flag being thrown up right now at Arizona State. And I'm curious. I'm curious to see how this plays out. If there's guys on the way or if there's guys leaving because not only scholarships are pulled, but maybe they just don't want to play over there for Herm Edwards. So big, big, big week in recruiting news. Yeah, I was about to say, that's that's a lot of news with a lot of stuff that we've had in recent weeks. So, um, you know, the Liberty sounding is pretty interesting for me. I mean, that's just, it's, they may be the best state, the uh, the best team in the state of Virginia, Pasto. We'll see next week in the, the, the new Commonwealth Cup with Virginia Tech playing Liberty. It's going to be a good we'll game. I'm, I'm extremely excited. Yeah. 
Well, as always, you can follow and interact with Prospects 101 on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's at Prospects101Pod. Posting our stuff throughout the week. Uh, you can uh, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform, but please make sure you subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of our episodes. Uh, also, if you could give us a five-star review, we would appreciate that as well. For Kenny, for Pastel, I'm Gless. Enjoy some candy. Enjoy Halloween. Trick or treat. Enjoy week nine of college football. The wait is finally over. Football is back. My soul cries out hallelujah. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.